Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Recorded live. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another show of Mike Ferrara Speaks. I am your host. Mike Ferrara, and, uh, you know, we we are uh, 1640 TWP, uh, Pro Wrestling, uh, Podcast Radio, and uh, I'm going to hit you harder than a clothesline, but today we have a, today I'm, I'm honored to have a guest on my show. He is actually the host of his show on our network, and uh, we're going to know all about my next guest. His name is Mr. Joe White, and uh, I'm going to bring him on right now so we can get right down to business. And uh, let's see if he's on the call with us. Mr. White, are you there? Are you here with us? Yes, I am. What's going on, Mike? All right. Ladies and gentlemen, like I promised, the host of Surge Live, Mr. Joe White. It's it's a it's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure for you to be on my show. And uh, before I do that, it's like you know I want to give you a sudden hospitality. Like boom, here comes the boom. Ready or not, here comes the boy from the south. And uh, oh, I, I definitely love POD. I don't know if you do, but I'm feeling the POD. Um. But, yeah, thank you, sir. I should say, man from the South, we all know it's a joke anyway, right? So, so um, you are the man. So let's talk, so let's talk about, uh, you know, let's talk about you. But uh, so let's start there. Where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up in a town called Chester, Virginia, which is about maybe 20 miles outside of Richmond, which is where Raw was last Monday night. Um, and... You know, I, I, I grew up in Richmond, so pretty much it it was interesting, to say the least, in the little town that I grew up in. Not too small, but not too big either. Right, 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 definitely. Now, now Richmond, Virginia, now, it, it, and, it's the, and it's the territory, you know, not like years ago, right, it's the territory, like, not like today, I should say. Today we have independence and all this stuff, but... For those of you who've been under a rock for the past all those years, that was NWA's territory, then WCW came into it. And then, of course, uh, you know, Mr. McMahon did his deal, and uh, oh, we had some great stuff going on in Richmond, Virginia. So Richmond, Virginia was definitely the site of a lot of wrestling events. Yeah, and it's actually going to be a site. I'm, I'm looking forward to it because now I, I don't live in Richmond anymore. I live in Danville, Virginia, which was actually a – an NWA spot show town back in the day. They would do the whole loop around Richmond, Roanoke. You know, they would go to Norfolk, and then they would come to Danville. Um, but Richmond actually is hosting one of those Global Force Wrestling Baseball Park events um, in August, I believe it is. So I'm I'm looking forward to the on-sale date for that because I will be going to it. And I'm looking forward to seeing what, uh, given the news that we received the last 24 hours here while we're recording this about TNA, um, I'm curious to see what Jeff Jarrett has up his sleeve now. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm curious to see what Jeff Jarrett has up his sleeve too. I mean, he's he's you know he's got to get in this. You know, everybody everybody get you know can go global to use his uh, term with stuff, especially the way it is now that they you know they're if they're not getting TV deals, they're 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 taking other deals. You know, we're seeing them on platforms, you know what I'm saying? Like New Japan wrestling. And also but also New Japan has a they also have a, a, a TV deal with access. But um you know and, and then and then there was and then TNA was on a um TNA was on a network I never even knew existed. 
You know, all of a sudden it was like Destination America. It's like, it's like, uh, what, you know, what show is going on there? I mean, uh, but, um, you know, I, I, it is interesting to see how he's going to be a player with, you know, when I talk about, like, when I talk about player, I mean, like, like, um, obviously, I'll just bring up the obviouses. WWE, um, I'll say uh, TNA, I'll say, uh, I'll go and say New Japan Wrestling, I'll say Ring of Honor, I'll say Lucha Libre, uh, the Lucha Underground. I, I don't get a chance to see it. I do want to check it out. But um, I've heard a lot of good things about that. I haven't been able to watch it, um, stuff like that. So I'm I'm very I'm very curious as as well. Um, now you talked about wrestling events. Let's get into that. Um, you're in, you're living in Virginia. What was the uh, what was the the first event that you got to see? Well, it's funny because I. I... I grew up not going to wrestling events, and I didn't go to independent events because of the fact that I did not grow up in the wealthiest of families. So I was stuck to watching it on TV, and, and the very this may shock a lot of people. And but I did not attend my first live, you know, WWE event until 2003, actually. Um, actually, excuse me, no, 2002. Because it was the Monday after Vince did the whole deal where he was bringing back the NWO and he turned around in the office chair and it had the NWO letters on it. And they were in Baltimore, you know, for that SmackDown taping. And then the following Monday, they were in Mon- in Richmond Live. And as a birthday present, I got bought tickets to go to Monday Night Raw. And it was Austin and Angle, and for the number one contendership to the title in the main event, it was right before No Way Out of 2002. So, I mean, it was WrestleMania season. It was, it was a, you know, but I have been watching wrestling since 1991, and mm. six years old. And, and there's a lot of people out there I've been watching since the 80s, or I've been watching since the 70s. Well, you know what? I'm a little bit younger than, you know, most of those guys. So <laughs> I, I started watching in 91. And right. Ninety-one was a good night. I'm going to cut you off for a second. Ninety-one was a really cool. Ninety-one was a transition for for a lot of uh, a lot of my friends that used to tell me, "Oh, when are you going to get out of wrestling? When are you going to get out of this wrestling stuff?" And uh, a lot of people would, you know. And I found 1991 to be very interesting um, in, in in a number of ways. But to let you continue, you can continue. Go ahead. Well, I mean, ninety-one was interesting because I mean, in in this kind of in the last couple of years, we've seen, you know, a few years, we've seen Paul Bear and both the Ultimate Warrior die. And it kind of hit close to home for me because the very first thing I saw wrestling any anywhere, I mean, I remember this vividly. And you can look it up on YouTube. The clip is there was when Undertaker was on the funeral parlor, or when Ultimate Warrior, I should say, was on the quote-unquote funeral parlor with Paul mm-hmm. Bearer. And Undertaker comes out. They were in the midst of a feud. And Undertaker comes out and choke slams or, or throws Warrior into the casket, and Paul Bearer locks the casket shut. And then all of a sudden, at this time, you know, this didn't happen often. They walk off set, and you're like, you know, imagine being six years old and seeing something like this. You, mm-hmm. know, you don't know that the business isn't work yet unless you've grown up around it, unless you're like a wrestler's kid or something. Yeah. Like, to see Paul Bearer and Undertaker lock Warrior in a casket, yep. and then you have people like Dave Hebner and Earl Hebner and <laughs> Rene Goulet, all the quote-unquote agents at the time, coming in there with chainsaws and... And axes, and axes. Yep, Don't and forget axes. the axes, right. And then you hear Visit Man, Visit Man, and you hear that when you hear that, like, that kind of when he locked the key, you heard that, like, of air, like... It was like, you know, and then you hear McMahon, oh, my God, tell him all You hear McMahon yelling and screaming. And I can... I mean, it, 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 honestly, at that point, it made me... It made me an Undertaker fan. I was like, dang, this Undertaker dude is... Ba- you know, <laughs> this little kid, this Undertaker is badass. I was not a... And, and I know this is going to kill King Firehawk, you know, who who's doing, has the King Firehawk show on our network. I was never a Hogan fan. I was never a babyface guy. I cheered for the heels. Mm-hmm. That's cool. It's you know what you know what you, you bring up a good point because um you bring up a good point though about what you just said about King Firehawk 
You know who my favorite wrestler of all time is? Hulk Hogan. Hulkamania. You know, wait, 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 wait. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you have your, you speak on that. So, me personally, I like the fact that you don't like Hogan. That you're not, you know, that you, you said you didn't, I love it. So I want to hear about you and the heels. That's awesome. I think that's great. I think that that's perfect. I want to hear it. Go ahead. I mean, well, the thing, the thing is with me and with, with Hogan was like, I didn't like the whole say your prayers, eat your vitamins, do this, do that, do it. You know, I was, I was like, this dude looks, you know, nobody in the real world talks like that. Nobody in the real world, you know, speaks like that. So it just seems yeah. totally, you know, when, when I, the first few times I saw Hogan, I was just like, okay, this guy is just, you know, as, even as a six-year-old kid, I was sitting there going, this guy's just blowing smoke out of his rear end. You know? Okay. Okay. Right. And uh, okay. All right. So now, so now you're into the, so now you're into the heels. And the first person that you, you said you got scared, and you were like, almost like traumatized, right? That you said that. I mean, it's not traumatized. It was almost like, oh wow, this is real. They have him locked in a casket, you know. No, the way you were thinking, like, yeah, right. It was real to me at that point. I was sitting there, you know, watching with my dad, <laughs> going, "Hey, dad, are they going to get him out of there?" You know, and yeah. Time I was sitting there going, okay, that's cool, you know, Undertaker that has that kind of a power to just shove a dude like Warrior in a casket and lock it, yeah. you know? Right. And then you talk about, let me ask you something too now. You talk about, so so the Undertaker, so the, so the Undertaker um, would be would be one of your guys, right? Correct? Oh, yeah. Okay, who, who else? Um, so, all right, so now... Now you talked about now we gotta back up a little bit. So so the first event you went to was in two thousand two, which you know what I say, it doesn't matter when you went, it's that you went. You know, um so let's talk about I'm just gonna talk about me for a little bit to give you a little history lesson. The first time I watched wrestling I was four years old. My mom said that my first favorite wrestler that my mom told me that when I was watching wrestling Bob Ackman was champion. Now, I was born in 77. All right, so, so check this out. So now, I have the original dolls. Well, I call them, I don't know, my dad used to call them dolls. I call them figures. It's so funny, I still call them dolls because of my dad. Anyway, so, so, now, so now, to make a long story short, I grew up in, in, the, in, in, the, in love with wrestling, um, you know, WWF at the time, um, NWA and all that stuff. So now wrestling used to come to us all the time because I lived in, well, at the time I lived in Brooklyn, you know, in the New York area, so you can go to all these shows. So I used to ask my mother and father, when are we going to see all these matches? When are we going to see Hogan? And I was promised. So finally, okay, after all this time of waiting, because you remember they had Superstars of Wrestling, Wrestling Challenge, and... The first event I went to, okay, was in in Long Island, Nassau Coliseum. The the uh, main event was new champion at the time, Bret the Hitman Hart versus the Nature Boy Ric Flair. Hmm. Now that would have been like what ninety three. No, it was December twenty seventh, nineteen ninety two. Ninety two, okay. Mm-hmm. And and it was, and it was just just a uh, just a wonderful uh, just a wonderful event to see. Um, it was just unbelievable. The reason why I brought that up is because you were talking about about how many times you know you went or when you went. And I used to beg my parents all the time to take me, and and my father had all these excuses and stuff, and um, you know, but. But then finally, when I finally pressed hard and said, you know, I really want to go with it. I want to really watch this wrestling thing. I'm into it, you know. And uh, my mom and dad, they were disappointed. They never, and then from then on in, uh, you know, for then on in for the next, uh, you know, for the next event I went to, um, it was, uh, you know, it was, it was, it was like magic. And then I started going when I got older and, and uh, you know, now I still go, uh, you know, from time to time. But um, but the roster that they had back then, you know, it was just so weird. Like you know, you see to see these guys wrestle. You see Bret Hart wrestle um, Ric Flair, and it's like 
you know, you see Bret Hart do lift Ric Flair over his head, do the Ric Flair throw. You see Ric Flair come out with the robe. You see Ric Flair yelling at people. And it's like, this is why I love wrestling. This is why I always wanted to come. Now, I did get to see Hulk Hogan, but I got to see him back when he came back, and I got to see him wrestle Undertaker at the Garden. And that show was a phenomenal, um, that was sure was a phenomenal show. Um, it was, uh, it was right after, um, The Undertaker won the title from Hogan, um, back in, uh, so it was like 2002, back in, around. That would have been Judgment Day of 2002, I believe, so I want to say that was yeah. May. Yeah, but when I seen it, it was in, uh, when I, right, it was in May, you're right, but when I went, I went to the house show, it was June. And it was in June, and I went to the house show in um, in, uh, New, in New York City, Madison Square Garden. So I got to go to the garden to see uh, that one. But anyway, so, so that's my history with you. You know, that's my history about um, about that. So now let's talk some more about yourself, because I'm very interested, and I want my listeners to know that this show is about you. And, and it's about me, too, you know, and my history, too, when I'm talking to, the, to a guest like yourself. But... um. I just love your. I just love the way you talk and the way you bring up your points on your show. Let's talk about New Search Live. Let's talk about your show and and how different it is from every other. Um, do you steal your word, Jelly Jacker? <laughs> I uh, I I started New Search Live way back, and I've been actually doing internet radio for a long time. It's been ten years. I started it back in 2004, and I was a part of I was part of a website that no longer exists, and I'm not going to say the name of it because I really, you know, it, it, it's attached to another website nowadays that doesn't give a whole lot of get a whole lot of credit, and rightfully so because the website's crappy. But I'm not going to say it. But <laughs> And it, it kind of was Hold on, www.notgonnasayitdonneedtheheat.com, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, and <laughs> I just, I, I started doing that, and I actually would get interviews from people. I would actually, I've interviewed people, a lot, and the episodes are now long and gone and lost, sadly, because of hard drive failures and whatever with computers, but I've actually interviewed people from, you know, in, everywhere from AJ Styles to Gail Kim to Jimmy Hart, um, Bobby Heenan, which is a fiasco, but we didn't really get to, me, me and Rick Hendrickson, the guy who used to produce King Firehawk show, um, well, let's just say that the, we, we call it the infamous Heenan hang-up because me and Rick were having a discussion about something, and Bobby Heenan, the king, I think, took offense to what me and Rick were talking about, and he he hung up on us. <laughs> so the, the Heenan interview, we got to talk to Bobby Heenan, but the he, actual interview at that time lasted all of two minutes. But well, how, long ago, how long ago was that? Oh, man, this was way back in '05, I think. So it's been a while. It was before... It was right after he he got inducted today, like into the Hall of Fame, I believe. Um, yeah, because he got inducted into the Hall of Fame in uh, in two thousand and and four. Um, and uh, I love Bobby Heenan. Uh, I I always I always liked Bobby Heenan. I mean, obviously, like we talked, you talked about it before. When you were a kid, you know, you're not smartened up, and and uh, you know, I couldn't stand Bobby Heenan. But then now. You know, I read his books. Um, I watched his DVDs. I appreciate the man for what he did. You know, but uh, maybe he didn't. I don't know what he didn't like what you said about um, Paul Heyman or you and Rick Hendrickson. But that's pretty funny. But go ahead, continue. But anyway, then you know we've interviewed. We I've you know interviewed a lot of people. I used to. This is back when TNA was just starting out. Like in you know, so they. They had a couple of years under their belt, but they were still doing, like, I think they were on Fox Sportsnet at the time. And this is back when you could just call the TNA offices in Nashville, and the lady at the front desk, I don't remember her name, but she's no longer with the company now, I believe. She would write, you know, to think, you know, as we're recording this, we just got word yesterday that they may be canceled again in the fall, and it's it's confirmed but not confirmed, you know. Yeah, that's why I really didn't want to. That's why I didn't really want to give it. 
you know, and, and that, and that, but, um, but yeah, we are, you know, you say, it's so funny, you say we are recording, yeah, we are recording live, actually, on TalkShoe, for anybody that's listening right now, so we are live, but then I am on my show on Wednesday, and uh, so, so you, you are correct, and then King Firehawk, my man, does what he does, and uh, he puts up my show, Mike Flower Speaks, um, on, uh, what do you call it, on Wednesday, uh, you know, on every other, we- on Wednesdays and stuff, so you are, you are right about that. But go ahead. Um, not to talk about the, the stuff with the TNA stuff. Right. Go ahead. To think that, to think that a lowly you know, mark like me is only getting about maybe, I, if I was lucky, I was getting 100 downloads a week at the time. And to think that a lowly mark can call up TNA and say, hey, I do a radio show. Can I interview such and such at this time on this date? And they would be like, sure, his phone number to call, and you know that's how I got you know Gail Kim. I was who was, I'll be honest, Gail Kim was probably the most boring interview we ever had. Um, but just and this shows you how mismanaged the company was even ran back in the day because you could never, ever, you know, you wouldn't dream of calling up WWE right now and going, hey, I have a rinky dink little podcast that I just started. Let me interview Stone Cold Steve Austin. They would hang up on you. Yeah. TNA, TNA was so desperate to get their name out there back in the day that it was like, you want to interview AJ Styles? Here, here you go. You want to interview Loki? Here you go. Here's his number. Call him. He's waiting on your call. You know. Mhm. So I ended up doing that, and then the. Hey, do you think they would do that if I called the interview? If I can get an interview, Eric Young. <laughs> Why would you want to at this point? Anyway. So that's why that's the whole point. That's why I just yeah. brought it up. That's why I just exactly. That's why I just brought it up. I just wanted to know maybe you know if, if there is a fire still over there, maybe I could call up and ask to speak to uh, you know to some of the talent. Like hey, maybe uh, maybe some guys like you know rude. I know there's a rude over there. I mean, you know. It was crazy because we were interviewing guys like P.D. Williams back when he was still with the company and oh. James Storm and people like that. And it How was, was those interviews? They were interviews were good. AJ Styles, you know, I remember right, we interviewed Christopher Daniels and we always like to play word association with the guests. We were, you know, you'd throw out a word and they would give you the first thing that, or a name or whatever and they'd give you the first thing that come in their mind. Mm-hmm. And we were interviewing Christopher Daniels. I was like, well, Christopher, let's play some word association. Let's go ahead. And he goes, no, let's not. He kind of cut us off, and everybody was laughing at the fact that we got cut off by Christopher Daniels. Right. And, he, and Daniels' explanation was it, for it was, he goes, I'm, I don't like playing word association when I do interviews, because what am I going to tell you? You're going to sit there and give me a name like Vince McMahon, and what am I going to do, tell you he's a good ping pong player? You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... All right, so, all right, so listen, I'm going to cut you off, it is, uh, and, and I'm going to just cut you off and say, uh, i gotta, I got to say, uh, this is my Flower Speaks uh, on 1640 PWP, oh, Pro Wrestling Podcast Radio, and uh, you know, I am feeling, oh my God, I'm feeling the love in, in this room, in this world, right now, I want to play Word Association, and I want you to, to give me some words and the companies or whatever, wrestlers, companies, whatever comes to your mind, let's play. I'm, I'm in. I'm in. I want to play the game. I'm in. Well, I mean, the thing is, is that you just can't play it like right in the middle of an interview. It always has to yes, be. Yeah, yes, yes. I, I think we said. Come on, give me, some, give me some names and I, I want to play right now. So give me some names at the top of your head and, and, and let's just play a little bit. But I don't have to play all, the whole interview. Just give me a taste. Let's say it was like Vince McMahon. What's the first thing that comes to your mind when you think of Vince McMahon? Genius. Ruthful. The first thing uh, that comes to my mind when I think of Vince McMahon is just please die already. No. No, that's yeah. I hear that. I, I hear you, but uh, but you were asking me, and I'm going to give you mine. When I think of gen- I think of genius. I think of um, loyalty. I think of ruthfulness. I think of everything it takes. To run a business, because if it wasn't for Vince McMahon, and if it wasn't for, and if it wasn't for the talent, we would have no WWF, WWE, 
we would have nothing. You know what I'm saying? McMahon broke the mold when it when it came. You know, and, and that's that's so that's uh that's what when I think of Smith McMahon. I mean, you 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 have your opinion on him, but you're asking me word association, and that's my opinion. So give me a uh, another name. The uh, Undertaker. Undertaker. I, I could first come to work for him. I, I could describe Undertaker. Loyal worker, hard worker, great guy. Did every every promo that he, every character that he had, he put his heart and soul into it. You know, he went from the de- in WWF, he went from the dead man to the biker. You know, to you know, it's his yard. And then people were like, you know, there were a lot of people crapping on that character. But you know what? He kept on rolling, rolling, rolling like the Olympic control rolling. He kept on rolling it. And it worked for him. And um, then, and then, you know, and respect. Respect is another word. Because he had a lot of respect for the young guys in the business. And for, he respects everybody. So you know what? Those are the things that come to my mind. Those are positive things that come to my mind. Let me ask you a word association. Roddy Roddy Piper. Uh, under un, honestly underrated. I don't think he got exactly what he deserved in the business. Um, he was good. Don't get me wrong. He's one of my favorite guys, but I think he could have been, you know, he could have been a NWA World Champion. He could have been a WWE Champion when he was there. I don't think he ever. When you think about Piper, you just don't. I don't think that he ever got to the level that he should have been at, you know? Granted, yeah. he was at WrestleMania 1 and everything like that, but yeah. he was never WWE champion, and I think he should have been. Right, and I agree with you. And a lot of guys, there's a lot of guys that I don't think should have been WWF champion. I don't I don't see it. Right. But you know what's funny? Um, reading Piper's book to listening to Piper, Piper said he never needed a belt. Actually, you know you know what's talking about Roddy Piper? When Roddy Piper beat the Mountie, I was so happy when he won at uh, the Royal Rumble in nineteen ninety two. it was just a great feeling for me to be a Roddy Roddy Piper fan. You know, because that's Roddy Roddy Piper, but um, I, I understand what, where you're coming from. And uh, last wrestler, um, how about Sid Justice or Sid Vicious or... Sid? Oh, golly. The first word to get promo class, because that's where the guy needed to stay. <laughs> Man, he was it just... If, if Sid is overrated, in my opinion, and there's a couple people out there that are going to say, oh, well, Joe, you don't know what you're talking about. Well, I mean, the thing is, is that when a guy sits there and goofs up on promos that much, and when he, you know, he just, his in-ring work was never, never there. And the only reason why I think he was where he was is because Vince likes the big guys. Vince likes the guys that are over six foot five and 300 pounds. That's it. Exactly, and I agree with you. No, exactly 100%. Um, it, it, exactly. I mean, uh, you know, you have Sid powerbombing Shawn Michaels about 20 times. It's like enough already, you know. And I was at that. It's so funny you brought that up because I was at that Survivor Series and in 1996, and a girl in front of me, when Shawn Michaels lost the, the title, she was over, she fainted. It was crazy. We were in Madison Square Garden. It was 1996. Um, I was pumped up to see Bret Hart, the Hitman, versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. And, you know, and it was so ironic that Sid, you know, he does his little deal with Jose Medario and stuff. And, uh, and then, and then, and then. You, the rest is history. I mean, anybody wants to watch that that match or you know what we're talking about the network for nine ninety nine. Hey, what do you think about the network? I think that they could do a lot more with it. You know, with the the the, the NXT special, like the one that aired, you know, last night was beautiful. I mean, it made me. I I honestly had a a little bit of a tear in my eye after watching that show because it was like this reminded me of my childhood again. This right. is what wrestling is supposed to be. But as far as the overall network goes, they need to get what people want on the network. When they did that whole Attitude Era Raw where they put every Raw from 98 on there, I sat there and I would binge watch that stuff. Yes. They, they need to put everything from 1997 through 2002 on there 
I know that it takes server space and everything computer-wise, but another thing they could do is, like, the Jerry Springer Too Hot for TV. Nobody wants to watch that crap. It's garbage. And I right. you know, it's like they're doing the Elimination Chamber thing here in a couple weeks, and then they, you know, so that's kind of like a network special because it's not even available on pay-per-view to my knowledge. Why can't they do things like, you know, the King of the Ring was okay. It could have been more, but, you know, they can always do better. Why can't they do stuff like Bring Back Taboo Tuesday or something like that and, you know, throw that on there? It would be a, you know, you have 1.3 million people watching and you sit there and you say that you have, um, you want to grow it. Well, how about if you do a Taboo Tuesday and all of a sudden John Cena loses the U.S. title on the middle of a, a Tuesday night show? That would sit there and prove to people that you have to watch these events. You have to tune into the network. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I. And the thing with the network is, is that you know they really don't care at the end of the day because they've already got your money in their pocket, so the content to them really probably doesn't matter as long as you're subscribing. Right. I mean, but yeah, you know, you're right. Exactly. Well, when they saw that Springer Two Hopper TV, I was thinking, oh my God, don't tell me that he's going to put himself on. But then when I seen it was revolving around wrestling, I said, you know what, I'll watch it. And uh, I like Jerry, and it was, it was, it's entertaining. I mean, for $9.99, you're right. I mean, they, you know, the, the one thing, too, that I'm glad, I mean, it doesn't happen often, but in the beginning, like with new services, we were having glitches and everything. And then they offer, they're always offering the people for $9.99 the free stuff. Well, what about the people that have been with you since the beginning? There's not, you know, for new subscribers, you get you know, we'll give you the free month of April. Now they give you the free month of May, and and they stopped that, you know, they stopped that, um, you know, the beginning you had to sign a contract for six months. They stopped it, which was good. But what about the old people? You know, what about the people that have been there? See, I, I'm, not, you know, I'm not that old. I, I just joined the network in, uh, in um, what do you call it? July. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, my uh, Money in the Bank, June. So I got to see the Money in the Bank last June. So I'm from, from that side of it. You know what I'm saying? So why don't you get back that way? Um, you know, but I understand what you're, what you're, I understand what you're um, talking about. So now let's get out of the network and let's get back to Joe, um, to the New Search Live. Let's talk about your New Search Live um, podcast. Well, let me make a point about the network real quick and about the free month deal. Okay, go ahead. about the free months, but the problem is, is that any time you sign up for like a service like that nowadays, whether it be Netflix, whether it be Hulu, whether it be you know anything like that, they give you your first month for free anyways. So what's the difference in the WWE network? You know, if you're going to sit there and do it, don't sit there and go, hey, it's just for the month of February or just for the month of whatever. Why not make it a permanent thing that we were not feeling like, hey, we got gypped, you know? Yeah, exactly. But they have to, you know, they have to do that. That's how they have to. They have to try. You know, they have to try to do that. I mean, that's the way it is. It's the way business is. You know, they're business. At the end of the day, you know, they're business, and that's how they um they feel. But uh, that's the way it is, man. I I hear I hear it. You know. Um. So let's talk about your podcast. Um. Let's talk about. Where it could be heard, let's tell the people, man. This is your shot. You know, you're on Mike Flower Speaks. Let's hear it. Well, I mean, as I was saying before, we started off in 2004, and, and we've been going on and off 10 years. I've been partners with Rick Hendrickson for most of that, you know, because he had he had his own network and his own server, and, he, you know, me, he really liked the way I did radio, so me and him did a show together. We did that show for about maybe two or three years, and then I – I, you know, life happens, I had a kid, I got married, so you kind of had to step away from it for about maybe two or three years, but now I'm, you know, now I'm back doing it here, and I do a YouTube video show, and I, I kind of take the audio from the videos and present that as a podcast now, because mm-hmm. I know, you know, video and audio can go hand in hand nowadays, and plus you got to do something different, because as we were talking about before we went on air, the podcast market is so overloaded right now. I mean, we have – it used to be that if you got a guest on a, on a show that was a pro wrestler, like back in the day if, when I interviewed, like was interviewing the TNA guys, everybody would come in and listen live. 
now it's just like now that the wrestler them, wrestlers themselves are saying, well, screw the marks, I'll just get my own show. It, it, what's the point of a fan cat? What's the point of having a fan-driven podcast anymore, you know? Well, right. Uh, the market is so saturated, but we're still here. We're still doing it. I still love to do it because at the end of the day, everybody likes to hear things from different points of views. Right. So I, I, I just happen to give my, you know, I've always said I'm a, I'm a mark for the business. I don't claim right. to know everything. I'm not in the business. So when you listen to my show and you watch my videos on YouTube, you're going to get things from a sort of a Mark's point of view and how I, you know, how a smart Mark thinks about the business. I don't All right, so i got to cut you off because this has been bothering me the whole show. got to cut you off, and i got to just let you know one thing that I hate. But one thing that I hate, and everybody knows me, will know, I hate that term, Mark. I hate it with a passion. We are not Marks. We're fans. We grew up fans of this business. Marks are, are, are people that got tricked by carnival barkers years ago, okay? So, and, and there's a lot of wrestlers I know that hate it. Hacksaw Jim Duggan, he hates that term mark. So let's just get the marks out. Let's, uh, enough with the mark stuff. I've heard it. Your name is Joe, right? My name is Mike. There's no mark in here, right? Exactly. I mean, you know. All right, so let's not even speak of it. Let's just change it. And, and, go ahead. One thing that goes along with that is that I hate when people say that term. I hate the term myself. Yeah. So, but another thing that kills me is when you have all these wrestlers sit there and look at us, people like us, and go, you're not in the business. You don't understand what it is we do. Well, it's like, okay, yet you watch ESPN and you watch the, you know, you watch ESPN, you watch SportsCenter, and you watch guys who have never played day, a football game or, or held a football probably a day in their life talk about this football game religiously and you hang on every word they say and pay attention to everything they say and take it, at, you know, take it like it's gospel. Mm-hmm. What gives them the right just because they're on a network and they went to college for journalism for it, you know? How are yeah. we any different than that? Look at Dave Meltzer. Dave Meltzer has been doing that damn newsletter for decades now and people respect him for it. And to my knowledge, Meltzer's never taken a bump a day in his life. So. Yeah, no, right, right, right. No, no, you're talking about Dave Meltzer from what, the observer, right? I, I just think, I don't know, I just think that, uh, I just think it's a different, you know, it's a different term. And, 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 if, and if you look at a lot of the wrestlers, they'll use that for their own bravado. They'll say, hey, I'm a mark, um, I'm a mark for the Seattle Seahawks, or I'm this for this, or I, 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 you know, I'm good with the Axl Rose. But I'm not a singer, and Axl Rose is probably looking at them going, look at this fan, look at this guy, you know. Look at this guy following me around to get an autograph and a picture and stuff. You know, so I get your point to the whole deal. But, uh, and I get, you know, I I just, I'm sorry, I get frustrated because it's annoying to hear that. It's annoying to hear. And you know what? A lot of the term where they say smart marks, a lot of the wrestlers use that because there are a lot of wrestlers out there that that are um, smart marks because they couldn't make it in this business and they were upset about not making it in it. And, it, and it's a frustrating thing when you try, you know, especially when you try, you know, to learn the business. And, and a lot of these, you know what gives us a bad name, too? The, the backyarders, the people that do stuff backyard. You know, go to school, train. Look at, I'm going to bring up CM Punk. I know, I know a lot of people don't like the guy, but, uh, and I did a lot of shows about him, but I'm going to bring up CM Punk. CM Punk was that guy. CM Punk was, and they were throwing out all the big independent shows in Chicago. CM Punk, what did he do? He smartened up, he went to school, he went to wrestling school, and, and, and then independent, and he, the man paid his dues. All these guys paid their dues. All the wrestlers that ever broke their backs paid their dues, you know, their dues. So, so you know, I get what you're saying about what, what, what people say and what people think. You know what? I, give, I, I personally just... Um, don't really care what people think. I stopped thinking that way a long time ago. You can watch Rocky, by the way. You probably heard that from Rocky. I'm a big Rocky fan. But uh, let's continue. Your, your, now, let's just skip to today. We're in today. You're here with me on my show talking about New Shows Live because you're new to our, you joined our um, 1640 PWPR family. So let's talk about that. Well, I, I got approached. Um, we actually... <laughs> 
um, Firehawk was doing a show on the night of the Hall of Fame this past year, and it was kind of like a roundtable discussion, you know, and me and Rick Hendrickson joined that show, and and Pat liked it. Me and right. Rick kind of, for all intents and purposes, me and Rick kind of took over the show with our snide comments and whatever. Right. And you had another guy called, too. There was another guy on there, too, that called that roundtable that night. And he did the Metroid Man, he did the Metroid Man, and he said, yeah, that was me, brother. <laughs> right. So, we were on the same one. We were on the same one. We were on the same show with uh, you, me. I was on there. I commented about the Macho Man. Uh, I told the story about when I went to the buffet. I mean, when I went to Shay's restaurant in uh, Staten Island. I was that was me. Yeah. They, but they, you know, Pat Pat approached me. Firehawk. He approached me afterwards and was like, "Look, I got an idea. You know, you're you're, you're starting to do. You know, every every Monday night on Facebook, if people are friends with me on Facebook." They know that I blow up your news feed every Monday night at, that I can, or every time I'm watching wrestling, I comment about what I'm seeing as I'm watching it. So you may have on a Monday night, if I'm able to watch Raw Live, you may have 20 or 30 posts from me in an hour talking and giving my opinions live. And, and Pat saw that and liked it. So he's like, how about commenting and bringing your podcast to our network? And I agreed. And I told him, I was like, look, it has to be, you know, this, the, I like the idea of it. I like the idea that you're trying to get a entire, you know, network started. It's not just one show and a couple of other shows that follow it. Everybody's kind of equal about it. And that's what the business needs because in an age where everybody and their sister can throw on a headset and re- record themselves, all you got to do is download Audacity, which is a free audio editing program, and, and record yourself and then put it up on you know, mega upload or something like that, then... Okay, gotcha. You know, anybody can have their podcast, but to do one and have it be unique is an entirely different thing. Right. And if people think the wrestlers themselves are are doing these podcasts, they're not sitting there behind a soundboard moving the dials and, and everything. They have engineers that take that for them. These wrestlers who are doing these podcasts, they're not like me, me and you who have to edit our stuff. Who have to send it to Pat and have him edit? It. <laughs> or like me, I edit it myself. They have people yeah. that do that for them. Right, but what about? I was gonna say, what about all the other? You you bring up wrestlers. You talk about wrestlers the whole time with the podcasting, and you talk about. But to me, I thought you were talking about like Chili Jackers, you know, like ordinary Joes and fans, like like you know, you you're you're very much like I talk. So there are wrestling podcasts out there. Let's just throw it out there. There's a Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast, Roddy Piper, uh, Stone Cold Roddy Piper, JR. I know he, they, they do theirs, Jericho, and those are on Podcast One. And um, those are good. I, I, I like those. And then I heard Wu Nation, uh, Rick Flair. I actually, heard a, I actually heard it last night, and I thought it was really good. I wanted to hear what Rick Flair had to say for years. And by God, what did I say? By God, right? The dirtiest player in the game with the dirtiest mouth in the game with Stone Show. So kudos to Kudos to Flair. Um, you know, and there are there are some I just don't touch, like Goldberg. I'm not really a Goldberg guy fan. Um, but I don't touch his. But go ahead. So let's 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 continue with this. Um. So now, go ahead. Sorry. So you know, you know, I was just going to say, where you left off, you where you left off your thought, was you were talking about the engineers and stuff that they do all yeah. the stuff. Well, I mean, it's it's like you know when I was doing it with Rick Hendrickson. Rick Hendrickson had a you know. Me and Rick had soundboards. We actually had engineering radio quality soundboards. And I went out, when I very first started, I went out and bought $150 worth of audio equipment to do it. You know, nowadays you don't need that to do it. Look at what we're doing here. We're on talk Right and and King right and and then we're also on our um we're also on our network where we're upload where you know where where uh, you know this stuff gets uploaded onto Apple iTunes and uh you know and stuff like that Spreaker dot com uh, TuneIn Radio so you know Blog Talk uh you know it, it gets you know it gets blown up on different platforms it's not like you know you are you are you are correct and and to use your other term a term that I love that. King Firehawk uses his bells and whistles. He says to me, if you want a show with bells and whistles, 
then we'll do it this way. But without the bells and whistles, and I know the way I am is, I'm appreciative to all that everybody is is teaching me. So I gotta thank King Firehawk. I always thank him for everything. Because without King Firehawk, there would be no Mike Ferrara speaks. It would just be a guy talking into his phone, or maybe going on YouTube or something trying to figure it out, and uh, I'd just be talking. And, and that's uh, that's that's my main thing with all these wrestlers who are coming up and doing podcasts, like. You know, except for the Taz. Taz has radio experience, okay? So we got to kind of sit there and separate Taz from the rest of them. But when it comes to, like, a Steve Austin or a Rick, do you really think Rick Flair sitting there worried about how much gain is going into his microphone or how much echo is in there? And No, but that's the beauty part of it is. Who cares? But that's the beauty part of it is. Why would he care? It's not, you know what I'm saying? Why would he care? It's, it's like um. It's like the WWE technicians. You think they would they would care um, if they were in, in, you know what I'm saying? It's a whole different ballgame. You know, Ric Flair is a wrestler. That's what he was born to do. You know, same thing with me. If, if ever I went into to do something like that, I mean, me, you know, I would, I would go, actually, I want to go to school and I want to learn how to do the, I want to go from both ends of it. But you know what? Flair doesn't need to do that. I mean, the guy's done enough. Don't you think? The guy, the guy can go on his show, talk about his experience. That's all I care about. I know you're a technical guy, but for me personally, when I listen to these podcasts, any guy, anybody, any, and even these these podcasts like you know we have on our network, I checked out your show. Your show is really good. I checked out um, you know, uh, Ken Reedy's show. The Ken Reedy show is really good. You know, all these, I'm talking about like the small market, these fans that decide they're going to do this. You know, the wrestlers, God bless them. The wrestlers want to do it. You know what? More wrestlers should do podcasts. Every wrestler out there should do podcasts. That's how I feel about it. Just like the radio host. You think radio, same thing with radio, you know, and all that stuff. So that's where I'm coming from on this, man. You know, I'm talking about like the small market stuff like with us. You know, when Pat and King Firehawk, and, and now we're going to have new additions to our, our shows. You know, and, if, and it's good for the fans. It's good for the listeners that are listening right now. Because right now they're getting an interview session. On your show, they're getting, they're getting wrestling slash um, video games and whatever else you want to talk about on your show. Ken Reedy show, he does a live show, a current show. Mikey, uh, Mr. Trivia, Top Rope Report. They'll do stuff like that, a live show on Sundays. And then King Firehawk, he does everything. He does the wrestling. Now he does the rock and roll and bullshit, um, you know, um, show. And, uh, and I think that's great. And, I, and that's what I think this is about. So now, let's talk about the only thing that the next thing I want to talk to you about is I want you to plug, I want you to plug your, um, your stuff. I want you to tell the listeners where they could, you know, support you, where they could like you. I mean, I like you already. We're friends, but uh, I want the listeners. It's, 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 it's plug time, so give us your plug, man. Well, Facebook.com slash New Search Live is the official page for the show. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Wrestling Truck. And, uh, of course, 1640PWPR, Facebook.com slash 1640PWPR. It's up every Friday. Um, also, you can go and find me, you know, on in my my Facebook page is facebook.com. Just search for Joe W. White III, and you'll find me there. Um, yeah, that's how you can find me, youtube.com. Just uh, do a search for youtube.com and go in there and just type in tons of fun WWE. That's T-O-N-S-O-F-F-U-N, WWE. And there's also, you know, I post stuff on YouTube all the time. And I always make sure to link it in my Facebook and Twitter. So if you're following me on Facebook and Twitter, chances are you're going to see my YouTube posts. Today I'm actually cutting, a, as we speak here, I'm actually editing a, down a video talking about the TNA stuff, and then I'm going to give my thoughts on the NXT special last night. But uh, that's right. how people follow me. Okay, good. No, that's exactly uh, that's exactly what I want. I want people to follow you, and I want people to like you because I like you, and I like your I like your passion. You know, that's a lot of people tell me too. I like that they're like I like your passion and I like your opinion. I think your opinion is great. You know, and, and that's what I like on this show. So uh, definitely, I mean, 
you know, we're doing big things, and I wanted everybody to know how big we're just, you know, we're just rolling along. We're just getting, we're growing. The family is growing, as I keep on hearing. Now, speaking of family, you mentioned earlier that you have, um, that you have a wife and you have a son, right? I have a girlfriend who has who oh. has two kids of her own, and then I have a I have a five year old son from a previous marriage. Yeah. Oh right, right. Because in the beginning you said you had a you right you had to grow up. You said right. Okay, so so uh, I just want to uh, so I just want to congratulate you um, with that stuff and uh, continue with your, your kid, man. It, it, I see pictures of him. He's getting so big, and uh, and it's a blessing, isn't it? A blessing to be a dad. Yeah, it's a it's a blessing, and you know, here lately it's been you know, it's a blessing. But then again, we my 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 son just got re re you know recently diagnosed with all this ADHD stuff that you know kids you know when we were growing up we well at least when I was growing up the term Ritalin babies got coined. Everybody had this crap, and they were giving Ritalin to everybody. So I just trying to make sure that that that's not what happens to my kid. But yeah, fatherhood is definitely. Fatherhood definitely changes you. You have a kid, and for people who sit there and go, I'll never have children, I don't want children, mm-hmm. so I respect that, and I, 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 you know, sometimes I miss the thing, you know, the, the being able to go off and do whatever I want, but I love my kid. Having kids is a blessing, and, you know, just, just uh, to show my kid wrestling now, you know, he always wants to watch wrestling with me. He comes home from school every once in a while, and he'll go, Dad, can we watch the network, you know? And to see him... Like the other night, I was watching an episode of Raw from 1998 when Stone Cold Steve Austin got arrested, and he mm-hmm. runs out. He's watching it with me, and then he runs into the other room and tells my girlfriend, "Stone Cold Austin got arrested. That's because he did bad things to McMahon." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, isn't that? And that and that's the greatest part, though. You know, that's what I'm talking about. That's the greatest part that you could share wrestling with your son, you could teach him, you know, today, you know, you, you sm- kind of smarten him up today, you know, the, the time. I have had to smarten him up. I have had to smarten him up since. Well, because it's a, it's a yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a different, you know, it's a different world now. It's a different society. When he goes to school and starts hitting kids saying, I saw it on wrestling. Yeah. I have to smarten him up at that point. Well, that's when you have to say, you know, listen, you know, that's, unfortunately, you have to be strong enough to say, listen, either, you know, stop it or you can't watch it. You know, it, it, it's, to, you know. Yeah, I have had to cut back on, you know, there was recently a story in the news about a guy who murdered his son or something or murdered his brother yeah. because of wrestling. You know, he said he was practicing wrestling moves. And I definitely don't want that to happen to my son. No, he no. practiced wrestling moves on his kid, and he was mm-hmm. trying to like do like the power bomb on the bed. I'm sorry, yeah. I did this with my kid too, and he missed the bed. And the kid hit the floor and died. Okay. Oh uh, no, no, I, I hear you. I hear you. I, but you know, but, but you know what? To cut you off on this, because I don't want to talk about that glory and doing stuff on the show. But uh, to cut you off, you know what's funny too? How about how about the kids that 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 watch the Cartoon Network? And that 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 see all the even SpongeBob, it's right, you know. And and and, and, uh, and how about the kids that watch? How about the kids that are watching? The mothers and fathers are letting them watch Sons of Anarchy, and they're running around the streets in the schools trying to be like Jax Teller, or um, you know, what I'm saying. So you know what? Because wrestling gets a bad name, but at the end of the day, um, there's other other people are watching other things. You know, it's all about what your kid, your family, um, you let your kids watch. Um, that's I'm, that's how I am. But I was talking to you about like, isn't it great though, like to teach your son, you know, what you love. You know, it's good to have somebody because I had to basically bring myself up as a wrestling fan. I'm the only wrestling the guy that loved wrestling. My dad didn't watch it with me, but my dad really didn't teach me. You know, I had cousins and and, and people, but I always was looking for that guy. And uh, one day. Listen, when I have kids, right now I don't know, but um, you know, I would. That's what I would do. I know, I know. I I try to help my my family and I teach them about wrestling and I try to school people the right way about wrestling. But um, that's definitely that's that's me. And uh, but yeah, I no. Cause, the part of it that I love is sitting there with my kid, going, even when watching Raw on Monday night, being yeah. able to look at my kid and my kid will sit there and tell me. Dad, his move is coming, like with Cena. And this is how predictable Cena's becoming. Maybe it's a bad thing, but 
when Cena starts his five moves of doom, my son can look at me, and my son has looked at me before. He's five years old. He looked and looked at me and goes, Dad, the finish is coming. Yeah. That's crazy. But sometimes the finish don't come. Sometimes the finish doesn't come. See, that's the power of predictability. And, you know, a lot of people give John Cena a bad rap, but you know what? John Cena is busting his butt. He's there all the time. He's had operations. He does more than five moves of doom. I mean, yeah, he does his worry bird, whatever. But he gives you wrestling. He, the guy can wrestle. The guy can not wrestle. But so, so that's you know a lot of these. And, and you know that thing that happened with Owens coming out. You know what? Uh, John Cena. Um, John Cena may have not been a ring of honor as well as all these other wrestlers, but John Cena certainly has a name for himself. So and it shows. And John Cena does a lot for the kids. John Cena has heart. John Cena has a lot, does a lot for the kids. John Cena goes to things and make, wait, I'm, I'm still talking. I just want to finish up with John Cena does a lot of make-a-wish stuff for the kids. Just like Hulk Hogan used to do a lot of make-a-wish for the kids. And, and at the end of the day, they put their whatever, whatever words that they were going through in the ring, whatever injuries that they were going through in the ring, they put their... They stopped it. They stopped it, and they had families, and they said, "You know what? We're gonna go, and we're gonna sit here, and we're gonna give the kids, you know, all these people, all this stuff." Just like you were talking about before, how you never believed Hulk Hogan. Well, I'll tell you this, okay? Hulk Hogan to me was end all, be all. Okay, Hulk Hogan. When I believed in Hogan's promos, I believed in the training, I believed in the prayers. I believed in the vitamins. I believed when he talked about how he was going to pick up Andre the Giant over his head. I believed about when he, when he went on, on Piper's pit and told, and told the world about what he was going to do to Andre the Giant because how hurt he was and what, and what Andre the Giant did to him, that he ripped the cross from him. He thought Andre was his friend and Andre betrayed him. And I believed in Hulk Hogan because Hulk Hogan, he may have not been the greatest wrestler, God, there's a lot of wrestlers out there that are better than Hogan. But you know what? The man had charisma. The man had the moves. The man had it all. And you know, really, in speaking about it, was when Hogan went to the NWO. That's when everybody said, you know what? We're going to start cheering for the heels now. That was never seen. Not like today where everybody's cheering for the heels. Like they love Bray Wyatt or they love... Um, when Dolph Ziggler was bad, you know, so it's all about, so let's just end it with saying it, it's all about that. That's what I'm saying. You know, you were talking about Hogan, how you didn't get his words. Okay, fine, that's you. But that's what I believe. Same thing with Bret the Hitman Hall. I thought Bret the Hitman Hall was the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. And a lot of people had a problem with Bret Hart and the way he wrestled his style and, and how he was predictable and how they, you know, how he wanted things for himself. And you know who my favorite third and final wrestling, my favorite, I have three of them. I have three of them, and the last one is Triple H. And I hear nothing but bad things about that guy, how he married in the family. You know what? That's bull, okay? Because Triple H had the mindset. He had the, the passion for this. And now Triple H has cre- created WWE NXT. Yes, with the, the help of McMahon, but you know what? And Stephanie behind it. Yeah, but you know what? It's still at the end of the day. That's Paul. I'm not even going to say his real name because I don't want to disrespect him, but that's Triple H's baby right there. So that to me is how, um, that to me is, is, is uh, getting on this whole rant that I just did. Sorry, Joe, but I had to. But, um, you know, that, you know I, I, sometimes I go on a rant when I get a little, little crazy. But, yeah, so that to me is, is, is it's all about love for the business. It's all about heart. And, yeah, it's all about family. And I'm so, like I was saying, I'm so happy to hear that your son and, Good luck with the HDHD stuff. Um, I'm sure it'll be okay. You know, don't 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 think negative. Always think positive. Uh, just have a positive outlook on things. And then, you know, nowadays it's different. Nowadays there's doctors. They, they do different things. There's treatments. Everything's online. I mean, it's not like years ago. You were saying about years ago. No, this is a new era. Um, and, 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 and everything will be all right. But, uh, but yeah, man, I definitely want to thank you for coming on, on my show um, to talk with me today. Definitely, uh, I can't wait to listen to your new installment of, um, of New Search Live. Um, and, uh, 
yeah, just, you know, your topics are great, man. Just keep it up, man. Just keep up the good work. And, and uh, I'm, so, I'm so happy that you came on my show today. Not a problem, man. I was just going to say I got to cut it short because I got to go pick up some kids from school. So I don't yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. Well, you, I got to cut. I got to cut it short because I'm, uh, I, I'm, I'm probably out of time. But, uh, but yeah, but definitely, uh, this has been, uh, this has been a great experience. Hopefully, down the line, man, you come back on the show and, and, uh, you know, you talk to me a little bit more. I'm always, always looking for uh, new friends, and I, I found a new friend down south. So, uh, you know, to a, from a Yankee to a Southerner, whatever, you know, the term, man, I hope uh, this experience has been good because it's been good for me. But on that note, on that note, I'm just going to end it like saying this. This is Mike Ferrara for Mike Ferrara Speaks 1640 PWP, oh, Pro Wrestling Podcast Radio. You know where to find us. You know how to get a hold of us. Um, you know, I have a Twitter, Mike Ferrara, at not what for life. That's N-O-T-W-H-I-P-P-E-D for life. Um, I also have a Facebook page, a podcast. It's Mike Ferrara Speaks. I have a picture of me with Hulk Hogan on it. I know how nice, right? Classy. But anyway, and... Uh, and that's how that's that's really how you can get you know just keep on listening to the show. I told you in the beginning that these shows are going to hit you harder than a clothesline. Definitely going to do that. So I'll just say uh, for Joe White and myself, Mike Ferraro speaks sixteen forty PWTR Pro Wrestling Podcast Radio. So long, bye bye, farewell, and peace.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.